two weeks passed in the blink of an eye with little progress made. To make matters worse, the planned Dark Elf invasion started to impinge more and more upon their Institute lives. The Institute had recalled several hundred members from the Unseen Kingdoms now that they were no longer under immediate threat. It made the place even busier than usual, and finding some privacy for their research that much harder. Ben consoled himself for the fact that this weekend, the four of them, Abigail included, were going over to his grandma's to do a real thorough search. Ben was hopeful that they might spot something he had missed. It was with that slightly comforting thought that he left his trade lesson and headed down to the apprentice floor to grab a few things from his locker. He decided to take a less known route, fed up with the constant traffic. He ended up on the far side of the apprentice floor, which had the rare phenomenon of being almost empty. Josh, I need a word. You've been avoiding me. Ben paused, just as he was about to round the corner. That was Aaron's voice. I've got nothing to say to you, Joshua said a little tersely. I know that, but I believe you will change your mind after I have spoken to you. Aaron's voice was soft, persuasive but Joshua's grunt indicated that it didn't have the usual desired effect. You misjudge me, Joshua said. I think not, Aaron said. Ben could almost see his charming smile attempting to work its magic. We have a mutual adversary, Ben Greenwood. Ben's stomach jumped, and his heart started beating so loudly he was afraid it would give his position away. He is no adversary of mine, Joshua said. In fact, most of the time I try to pretend it doesn't exist. Sounds like you're not part of the Ben Greenwood fan club, Aaron said. He has one, you know. Such arrogance. If that is your opinion of him, how can you tell me he is not an adversary of yours? Silence. Ben had an enhanced hearing spell, but he was afraid to cast it. Since the increase in security, any unauthorised spells could immediately get reported. What was it he did to you? Aaron said, his voice suddenly soft. Tease you? Betray you? Lie to you? He has done all three to me. It is none of your business, Joshua said. Ben was expecting anger or impatience, but he detected neither in Joshua's voice. Fair enough, Aaron said. Well, I don't want to impose myself, but I know you two have quite a history, and you would be well-placed to help me. Can I tell you my plan, at least? You can make a decision, and I won't hold it against you either way. No, Joshua said with a sudden forcefulness. I don't care what petty squabbles you have with Ben. Gaining revenge will not make me feel any better. But Aaron wasn't finished. I can feel your anger, Joshua. Why don't you at least tell me something about your grievance with Ben? It will help. Trust me. Even if I wanted to, I can't. It's a family secret. Something that happened many years ago. I made a promise. Ben's mind was momentarily cast back to the scene he felt sure Joshua was referring to. His dad and Joshua's uncle had had a row at Joshua's parents' house. For some reason, the argument escalated, and his dad ended up killing Joshua's uncle. Joshua, then just a child, had witnessed the whole thing. Very well, Aaron said. It was remarkable how his voice went from friendly and endearing to uncaring in a heartbeat. I'll find someone else. You weren't my first choice anyway. Ben's stomach lurched at the sudden sound of footsteps. They were coming right to him. 
Quick as a flash, he darted away on tiptoes and opened the door into a nearby room. It was packed with storage boxes, but thankfully empty of people. He waited three minutes before poking his head out. Apprentices walked the corridor, but to his relief, Joshua and Aaron had gone. Despite being run off his feet with the apprenticeship and the extra spell-sword lessons, Ben thought the day still seemed to drag out, and it felt like an age before he met up with Charlie and Natalie. Dagmar had managed to get them access to one of the most magically secure conference rooms located on the diplomacy floor, which they could use as long as it was empty. It was six o'clock, and Charlie was munching on a baguette. They often had little time for dinner, and so would grab what they could before getting back to work. Now they were third graders and over sixteen years old, the Institute felt they could be pushed a little harder with their schedule. They were seated around the circular table in the conference room. One quick glance at Charlie and Natalie, and Ben could tell they had no news. He leaned forwards on the table, giving them both serious looks. I think I might have a possible lead. It was as if someone had crept up behind Charlie and Natalie and said boo. They both stared at him, food momentarily forgotten. A real lead, Charlie said. Ben raised his hands. Don't get too excited. It's tenuous at best, but it's something. And given that we have nothing else to go on, I think it's worth pursuing. Ben had their complete and undivided attention. It's Joshua, Ben said. Seeing them both frown, Ben retold the conversation between Joshua and Aaron, ensuring he got every detail right. Their responses were typically quite different. Natalie clapped her hands, her pretty face flushed with hope. Charlie, however, looked thoughtful. I'm not saying this is nothing, Charlie said. 